Welcome to the Adventure Church Podcast. We're excited you're here, and we hope today's message encourages you, builds your faith, and brings you hope for the future. May God bless you as you listen in to today's message. I'm reverend of your time, but today I want to talk to you today about the Medal of Honor. You know, today we judge things by first place to last place. We always judge by first to last place. My cousin Gary used to show pigs for 4-H, and then he, he got so good at showing his pigs from 4-H that he got promoted and he got advancement to go to the state fair. And we went to the state fair that particular year there in Madison, Wisconsin. We went to the state fair to see our cousin Gary showing his pigs. And not only did he show his pigs, but my cousin Gary, he won grand champion. And I mean to tell you, it was exciting. They read, read off the names, you know, from third place, second place, first place, and then grand champions supersedes even first place. And they went on down the line, and finally when they got the grand champion, they called out, the grand champion for this year's sow was Gary Severson. And I'll never forget myself, my, my sister and my brother, we all started clapping along with his mom and dad and others that were there. And we started clapping because he won grand champion. And I'll never forget, he, he man, he smiled from ear to ear. and just, Man, he was so excited. He got that big ribbon because the grand champion is a big old purple ribbon with the gold in the middle of it. And he got so excited that when he got that ribbon and he got grand champion, he took it and he put it by the pen where his pig was, right? And everybody walked by and they were seeing that he was grand champion, but he was still standing right there. Yeah, that's my pig. Yeah, that's me. I won. I won. I raised that bad boy, even though he didn't pay for the food, he didn't pay for the feed, whatever. But he won grand champion. He was all excited. But we grade people from first to last. A lot of things is that we honor people by their accomplishments. How many know we honor them by their accomplishments, their achievements, and their success in life? We honor them and we praise them. Man, he or she's done this, they've done that. And we recognize them for their accomplishments and what they've done in life. And if you look today, music industry. The music industry today is either Garth Brooks or it's either Carrie Underwood who wins the, usually the Entertainer of the Year. They always seem to be Garth Brooks or Carrie Underwood that wins the Entertainer of the Year. And when they win the Entertainer of the Year, what happens? People go crazy. They recognize them that they have the best stage presence. They have the best band, the best music, the more life. And they're recognized for who they are. And people applaud and then they cheer and they go crazy over Carrie Underwood or Garth Brooks. Super Bowl. If you notice this last this last Super Bowl was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And man, when they win the Super Bowl, what happens when you win the Super Bowl? They get this giant trophy, right? Not only do they get a giant trophy, but they get this massive ring that can really actually fit on three fingers instead of one with all kinds of diamonds in it, right? You know what I'm talking about? And so everybody recognizes them. They cheer them. Man, they make every kind of hat, Super Bowl hat, T-shirts, the whole works. And then to top it all off, the cherry on top of the, on the ice cream or the sundae, is they get an opportunity to go to the White House. We know the White House, the best house, the big house, whatever. They get all these accolades and they get recognized. And then you see Tom Brady and all the Super Bowl champions on TV and so on. And they get recognized for what they accomplished. But today, the thing that we honor and put a lot of value in are for a season. How many of you know that they're only for a season, right? I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, Super Bowl is already history. We're moving on and we're going forward and looking forward to this August. And when the Packers start playing again and now this year, they're added a game. So it's going to be a 17-game season, right? And we're looking forward to that. Hopefully Aaron Rodgers will be back, but oh well. If not, we'll go on, right? And an event for a moment, but mothers should be honored for a lifetime. Amen? That we don't just honor mothers today 
on Mother's Day. You know, Mother's Day gives us a reason to honor them. So everybody should have, men, you should have went out and brought your wife a Mother's Day. Love becomes distorted and bitterness and anger comes in. And what happens with bitterness and anger between a relationship, it separates and divides. But what does love do? Love pulls everything back into focus and back into balance. And that's why love holds everything together. That God, I'm going to love my mom. I'm going to love my mother unconditionally. Is she perfect? No. But I'm going to love her, I'm going to honor her, and I'm going to give her grace. When we, you love someone, honor follows by your words. Your words. When's the last time you told your mom you loved her? You know, I wish that I had the opportunity to be able to say that to my mom today. You know, I, I, I wish I had that opportunity. Mom, that I love you. I can say it now, and she's in heaven, and she's looking down on me. But I wish I had that physical presence to be able to look my mother in the eye to say, Mom, I love you. Sometimes we take for granted because our mothers are supernatural, and they're superman, they're superwoman or wonder woman. And sometimes we take it for natural that, man, my mom knows that I love her. Yeah, they may know that you love her, but you know what? It's better to tell her that you love her. You know, words cost nothing, but they create much. It says this, your words, your actions, and your deeds. You see, when a service man or women goes into service, we honored some of those today, and Molly's daughter is in the service, and we honor them. And you know what? When they're in the service and they do something great, have great accolades or whatever, do some great accomplishment or whatever, they usually get a medal of honor, whatever it be, a medal of honor of a Purple Heart for maybe an invention or something great that they did. They get honored for their great service. And we as mothers, man, you as mothers need to be honored. And so today I want to talk to you about how can we show or give honor to you, to you mothers. How can we do that? If you have your notes, honor your mother by taking time for them. Taking time for your mom. A mother is not so much into gifts as she is with spending time with you. You know, you want to honor your mother, spend time with her. Spend time with your mom. One of the things I have to tell you that after my mother has passed, and, you know, you always have the woulda, coulda, shouldas, and you always sometimes have regrets. And one of the regrets that I have now as my mother has passed is that when we went into the ministry over 40 years ago, my first church was in Merrill, Wisconsin, then Watertown, South Dakota, then Colorado, then Oklahoma. And during those times, you only had two weeks of vacation. And one week would be to go to Cheryl's parents, and the other week would go to my parents. And so what would happen was, knowing that I had limited time, you know, sometimes we value things that aren't valuable. And one of the things that I valued more sometimes than spending time with my mom was my friends. And I'll never forget, this is a something on me, maybe guilt that I have, or maybe some hurt or shame that I have on myself, that why didn't I spend time with my mom? And so you know what I did? I'd come home from where I, wherever I was pastoring at the time, and I'd say hi, goodbye to my mom, and then I felt it was so important to be with my friends. And you know what? My friends are come and go, but my mom was always there. And I think to myself, why didn't I seize that moment to spend time with my mother? 
And I regret that, I'll tell you, seriously. And so I want to say to you today, spend time with your mother. When a child gets older, time is less spent with our mothers. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I have three kids now. They're all in three different directions. One's in Illinois, one's in the cities, one's now in Phoenix, Arizona. And I'll tell you, I regret those times because, man, I can't spend as much time with my kids. And I pray that if you have the time, spend time with your mom. Another one is this. Honor your mother in the good times as well as the low times. You know, it's easy to say, Mom, I love you, but do you really honor her and respect her? You know, my mother wasn't perfect. My mother was not perfect. I believe that my mother's second marriage with Ralph, I believe it was one of those things called a rebound. She came out of a relationship with my, obviously, my first father. My first father was traveling, doing all kinds of music, and you know the story there. And so he left us in the middle of nowhere. And because of that, Ralph came along, and he was our taxi cab. He was our taxi cab because we had six sisters. At that time, I had five sisters, my, my little sisters from Ralph. We had five sisters of me and my brother, seven of us, so eight with my mom. We had nowhere to get around. But Ralph came along like, like the hero. He was a taxi cab that brought us all over the place. We had nowhere to get around. My mother didn't start driving until she was after 40 years old. So we had nowhere to get around. So Ralph came into the scene. And when Ralph came into the scene, he came in looking like he was the hero. But my mother didn't know the dark side of Ralph. My mother fell in love with the good side of Ralph. And as soon as he got married to Ralph, Ralph turned into Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Did she know that he was like that before she got married? No. She found out afterwards. And we as kids, we carried that around. Mom, why did you marry him? And it hurt us because he used to beat us and all the things that he used to do. I still got bumps on my head for the resemblance of his fist hitting me. Bam, bam. And we had this bitterness in our heart. And for the longest time, if this is you today, and you hold resentment or all against your mom, I carried that for a long time. And I thought, Mom, if you loved us, why didn't you keep us safe? Have you ever said that before? I had to come to the place that, God, I know that my mother did the best that she could at that time. And we have to learn to love our mom, not that they're going to be perfect because they're not. Listen, I always say this, this, the mother is not perfect. There is no perfect recipe or instructions on how to be the best and the greatest mom. Some mothers learn to be mothers from their moms. Some mothers learn by instinct. I mean, you know, we learn by instinct a lot of time how to become mothers. Another is that others learn on the fly. Man, they learn on the fly. My sister, my little sister learned on the fly because they never had a mother influence. That's how we ever learn. To honor means to respect your mother even if they're not always right. How many hated the times when your mother ever said this word, no? You know what I'm talking about? How many ever heard that word? And your response to that was, I hate you. Come on, right? Because they said the word no, and the response was to you was, I hate you. You know, your mother still stood there and loved you even when you said those words. And, you know, sometimes when your mother has to make a hard decision and say no, it's for your benefit. She says things further down the line than maybe you do. She sees things more 
bigger picture than you do. Sometimes we get narrow-minded as people, but mothers always seem to seem to have the bigger picture. They understand. Another one is this, to honor your mother with a grateful and thankful heart. To honor your mother by always thanking her brings joy to her and blessings to her. You see, a lot of times, sometimes we take for granted those things that our mothers do. I remember when I left to go to North Central, man, I'll tell you, now I'm in the dorms. I'm living with two Ricks, Rick Man and Rick Books, and my brother was a Rick. So I had three Ricks, and every time I said Rick, I had six eyes looking at me. And so when I went to North Central, guess what happened? All of a sudden, I had a basket in the corner. But that basket in the corner, guess what it was? It was my dirty laundry piling up. And I thought to myself, man, how come I have all this dirty laundry? In the first beginning of my school years, I thought, bingo, my mother used to do that. Now I have to do that? I didn't watch a, I've never washed clothes in my lifetime. I never, I didn't know how to turn on a wash machine. Now I'm at college and I have to wash my own clothes. So guess what I did for the first couple months? I just take them back out of the basket, put them back on again, and people come up to me and say, CJ, you stank. I say, oh, thank you. <laughs> it's because I was so used to my mother washing my clothes, and I took it for granted. And sometimes in our lives what we do is we take for granted those things that mothers do. Don't ever stop thanking your mother in the good things, in the bad things, in the little things as well as the big things. It's the little things that lead to big things. Wasn't it David that took on the bear and the lion? Wasn't it David that took on the bear and the lion that prepared him for the Goliath in his life? Listen, you learn to be thankful right now. God, I thank you for my mom today that, Lord, I have clean sheets on my bed. Thank you, Father, that she made breakfast for me today. Every time, seize the moment to say thank you. When our kids were growing up, we taught them two things all the time. When our kids were growing up, and I love it. Every time when I'm with my kids, I make sure that my ears perk up when I'm with my kids. When we're at a restaurant, I love when I sit with the table with my kids. And we put this in our kids to always say this. When the waitress comes and serves them and gives them water or whatever the case may be, my kids automatically respond by thank you. And I watch the reaction of what happens with the waiter that waits on them or uh, uh, the host or whatever the case may be. I watch their reactions by when my kids say thank you. And then they say, can I take your order? And they say, yes, please. The respect that happens to that waitress, man, perks her up. It's the same thing that we show respect to our moms, that mom, thank you for what you do in my life. Listen, I I love this. Uh, Don't just thank her for the big things, but also thank her for the little things. It's the little things that lead to the bigger things. I love this, another one, to honor her by helping her. My kids, man, we grew up and they had chores that they do and they would do things and we had them on the refrigerator and like I told you before, we had 10 dimes. They got a dollar and had 10 dimes. If they didn't do a chore, we'd take a dime away from them. By the time at the end of the week's over, they can get a dollar. If they did everything, if they don't, then they get a dime taken away and it can be 50 cents. But when our kids did something outside of their chores, 
outside of the norm that was not in the refrigerator. I remember my wife would come home and our kids would do things that was outside of their norm, outside of their chores. And as soon as my wife would come home, she would see what my kids did outside of their chores, and she lit up like a Christmas tree. And it showed them that, man, that they respect her by taking care of the things that mom is concerned about. See, listen, I've always found this to be true. What, what mothers are concerned about may not be things that we're concerned about, but mother knows best. And the reason why she's concerned for those, some of those things that we, we're not concerned about, because, again, she sees the bigger picture in your life. You see, listen, picking up after yourself when you're done eating, that means something to mom. Picking up. That means you too, guys. Picking up. Doing your own dishes. Shalom. Somebody say amen. Say ouch if it pertains to you. And keeping your room clean brings joy or honor to a busy mom. Amen. Picking up after yourself. Don't expect your wife or your mother to be your waitress. Don't expect her to always pick up after you. Pick up to show her that you honor her. I want to show mom I appreciate her. Honoring is helping to fill the gaps when your mother has left her hands busy helping someone else. How many know that mothers do that? They're always helping someone else. They're filling in the gap. They're replacing maybe somebody where, uh, where somebody else won't come in and help. Your mom is willing to come in and help, right? But I love this last one as we get ready to close. To honor is loving them not when they are just young but also when they are old. And when I wrote this point, I shared this in the first service. When I wrote this point, I can honestly tell you this, it brought tears to my eyes, and I'll tell you why. When I was going to Bible school, I worked at Augustana Nursing Home for four and a half years. That's how it put me through college and how I got it, made it through and played basketball, and they worked around my schedule and so on. But working at Augustana Nursing Home was an eye-opener. And what happened there was that Augustana really became a place for people to die. And it was sad because I would talk with all these people that were there, all these older people. I call them gray heads. The gray heads usually have wisdom. And I'd call them these gray heads, and I would go, and I would just sit with them. And while I'd sit with them, I'd never forget. Many would say, my kids or my son or my daughter are too busy to come and see me. And some of them never would even come to even visit them. And it was sad because in sitting with these older people, I found out that they had a lot of wisdom and they had a lot of things to offer. And what happened was because of their quote-unquote busy schedules, they wrote off their moms. And their mother eventually would decease. And then they would come, and I hate to say it, they would put on a show. You know, don't miss the moments of being with your mom. Don't, take, don't miss that moment. Don't miss that opportunity. You see, just because they are older doesn't mean they have nothing to offer. Kids nowadays look at our parents, look at our moms, and we say, well, they're not relevant for today. If you're anything like me, the only thing that I'm really not relevant in is in computers. How many can say amen? <laughs> I missed that boat. Now my kids, my grandkids can teach me how to run a computer. Riley, come over here and show me how to do it. Oh, Papa. And they get bothered if I ask them for help. 
But you know what? I have a lot of book sense. I don't have to Google it. I have life experiences. And so does your mom. And sometimes we write off our moms and we say, well, they're not relevant for today. They're old-fashioned. They're old school. But I always find this to be true. Old school is a good school. Amen? Old school is a good school. I love this. Your mother has years of experience. You know what's so funny? We have three exceptional kids like you have great kids. And we've raised three great kids, and they're all doing well. But when it comes to raising our kids, our daughter-in-law or son-in-law, they don't ask us for advice. They Google it. And it cracks me up because here we raise three great kids, and you would think that they would come and maybe get some advice from mom and dad. No, we're not relevant. And let me tell you, don't ever, ever say that to your mom. Listen. Take time and spend time with them. They have a closet of wisdom and an ear to listen. Isn't that great? Did you ever think about this? God gave you two ears and one mouth, and the reason why is because they listen. To listen to each other. Today, we honor you mothers, not just with words, but from our heart and with actions and deeds. So this morning, I want you to stand, if you could, all you mothers, if you would. And men, will you come and get ready to station? We have a gift for you this morning. And so the men, if you'd come and grab these gifts, and we're going to have you come down. Will you come at this time, all you mothers, come around the, the altars before we give out the gifts? We want to pray over you this morning. I want all the mothers to come and make sure that you leave with a gift. And Men, will you stand with us now? We're going to pray over these mothers this morning. Isn't this awesome? Look at these mothers. Come on, give the Lord praise this morning. Isn't it great? Isn't it great? God bless you. God bless you, all these mothers today. I want to say thank you. Thank you, moms. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. I hope and pray that you know how much we appreciate you. Great to have you today. It really is. First time. God bless you. Great to have you. Great. And I pray God will bless you. I mean this with all my heart. I'm going to call you my mom. That's why I call Edie. Edie is my mom. Edie in here, she was in first service. I know that. I got Jeff and Edie are replacements of my mom and dad. Because you know what? There's something special about having a mom. I'm going to tell you something today. Every one of you are special. Every one of you. And even at times when you may not feel special, every one of you are special. And don't ever think you're not, because we love you, moms. Father, I thank you for each and every one of these mothers here today. May we never take it for granted, the things that they do in front of us, and things that they do in secret, all for the cause and for the sake of their spouse and for their kids. Lord, I pray that you will bless them. And I pray, God, this morning that they will know, sense, and feel the love from you and the love from all the family members around them, that, God, they will know that they are special. They're not just a doormat. They're just not a maid service, God. They are our mothers. 
And I thank you, God, that the Spirit of the Lord lives and dwells with every one of them to give them the strength to accomplish all that you're calling them to do. That, Lord, today that they will know, sense, and feel that they are worthy, that they are honored, that they are respected, but most of all, loved. Bless them in their household. Bless whatever they put their hands to doing, Father, I pray. For we thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give it up for moms today. Can we do that? Amen. Now, moms, go ahead and make your way. Find yourself a gift in there. Make your way to one of those buckets and help yourself. God bless you today. Thank you for being here. God bless you. Make sure you help yourself. Thank you for listening to today's message. If this message has encouraged you in any way, please consider giving to Adventure Church to help continue this ministry. Giving is safe and easy through our website at www.adventurechurchsiren.com. Thank you for your generous support.